1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Stephen Gerrard says he's looking to top off an almost perfect six months when Celtic visit tomorrow. The hoops could be without Kieran Tierney, but won't be affected by a small away support, according to Brendan Rodgers, and major personnel problems for Motherwell and Hibs ahead of big derbies across the country. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight, two men always ready for the big occasion, Derek Johnson and Hugh Keevans. A stillness falls upon the land. Only one more sleep to go and then Bedlam is at hand. Is this the real world? Is this just fantasy? Caught in a landslide, no escape from reality. KT, Stevie G, we'll discuss them both. The referee's beaten before he started. A curse and an oath. Only a fool would predict the outcome of this game, but I'll still have a bash at it all the same. Rangers versus Celtic, all the waiting is gone. Take my advice. Keep calm and carry on Derek Johnson well, I, won- I wondered why I, I wondered why he arrived at the studio About five hours before Is the programme right? started This afternoon And now I know why Ah oh, very well done Hugh It'll be about <laughs> thought gone into excellent <laughs> but, it, but it's a good derby day tomorrow isn't it Apart from the big one the old firm You've got Dundee St Johnston Hamilton Motherwell And also the big one in Edinburgh Hibs and Hearts So yet another smashing footballing day tomorrow uh, Some crackers down in divisions as well It must be said uh, Hugh Keevans But in all seriousness Yep That sums up the size of the occasion Because I saw you tweeting away at the back of two That means you were already in here And that means this is your equivalent of Christmas Eve You get very excited on nights like this Listen, you cannot beat this game tomorrow For the drama of it all Because if Steven Gerrard wins And Brendan Rodgers loses his first game Against Rangers since becoming Celtic manager Then Rangers join Celtic on the same number of points If Steven Gerrard loses Celtic goes six points clear of Rangers And with a game in hand There is no pulling Celtic back after that Not by Steven Gerrard I mean Derek, they're all big We have this conversation multiple times a year They are all big But Hugh outlines the situation perfectly Because of the potential swing there tomorrow This one's massive as well Absolutely And and, and Hugh's 100% correct I mean I think it's I mean I hate saying a must win When you're talking about December But when when you take that into consideration What you've said You know Celtic can go six clear of Rangers With that game in hand That could be massive It's the furthest they've been apart The two of them Since the start of the season You know so it's such an, an important game tomorrow And I understand where uh, Steven Gerrard is coming from today. I heard them say that, uh, you know, the Rangers fans have got to get really behind the team. I mean, they always do that anyway Mm. in an old firm game. I think tomorrow it's down to the players. The fans will will play their part 100%. It's down to the players tomorrow to show them that they're good enough to play against and beat Celtic. I have been inside Ibrox when there were no Celtic fans inside the ground on that day because... Uh, David Murray banned the Celtic fans for previous indiscretions there with regard to structural damage at the stadium. And on that day, it almost worked in Celtic's favour. They were a goal up and they were caught with a belated Rangers equaliser. So it doesn't necessarily follow that because you have 750 fans as opposed to 50,000 Rangers supporters that you are at a disadvantage. If you play well enough, then... 
The numerical disadvantage won't count Listen they had 50,000 when they played Kilmarnock and Drew And Kilmarnock only had that little corner yeah, Aberdeen yeah. beat them 1-0 just a yeah. couple of weeks ago With only that corner Hibs during the week as well Only yeah. had that So it doesn't mean an awful lot as far as I'm concerned 0141 You don't tend to need much encouragement on nights like this But we never take you for granted So come on, let us know what is on your mind Your pre-match predictions Your thoughts on the lineups Because there's some personnel problems for both sides So if you've got any creative solutions Or any ideas as to who you would like to see play Share them with us 0141 Stephen Gerrard says they will need to bring their A-game If they want to get the win tomorrow The Gers boss is calling on his players to reward the fans and ensure the best possible ending to 2018 it's a big fixture it always is it doesn't matter when it falls or when it comes around it's, it's always huge um, but it's one we're looking forward to um, you know it's been a, a tough long six months in terms of the schedule um, but there's no better and bigger fixture to, to finish it off really and um, the players are looking forward to it um, you know and it, it's here it's upon us and we're excited for it I think we have to bring our, our A game. Um, we're playing against a good team, good players. Uh, they'll be well drilled. Uh, I know that for sure. So we know that we have to bring our best to, to get the result we want. Um, I'm confident the players can do that. You know, it's the last fixture. There's 90 minutes to, to go and empty a four and, and give everything you've got. And let's see where it takes us. But uh, we've certainly got respect for the opposition. But, you know, what, what a fantastic way and what a, uh, a great opportunity for the players to. To go and try and get the result we need Well we had a terrific caller on Wednesday night Derek after the mm-hmm. Aberdeen Celtic and uh, Rangers Hibs games uh, were over Joe I remember him well Who said why are you having this conversation The league should be handed to Celtic now It's a foregone conclusion That's a very dangerous attitude for mm-hmm. Celtic to travel with And they won't travel mm-hmm. that way Brendan Rodgers and the players won't travel that way Because Stephen Gerrard has just outlined the case for saying that if Rangers can play better than they have been doing, let's be perfectly honest, they need to play better than they have been doing. But if they can, and Alfredo Morelos can do his job at one end and Alan McGregor does his at the other end, then Celtic have a game on their hands. But that's a problem for Rangers. It only looks as if Morelos is the man that can score the goals you. I mean, I think Rangers are now creating plenty of chances. But that in front of goal is just not happening for them. Whether it's poor finishing or good goalkeeping, mm. you know, Morella seems to be the, the main, main man. If you keep him quiet, as Celtic will hope to do then, they'll they'll feel they have a really big chance. You know, for 30 odd years, we've been on this programme, Hugh. Yeah. And we've said it every time there's an old firm game, form goes out the window. Doesn't matter what your form's like going into a game. Things have changed a wee bit now, certainly in the last seven or eight years since Rangers went down to the bottom of the leagues. It's a different Celtic, it's a Rangers team that's just trying to build again. They don't have that settled side. It's changed a bit and and I think the manager's 100%. I think the players have got to come with their A game. If they don't come with their A game, they've absolutely no chance tomorrow of winning the match. Interesting to hear Stephen Gerrard reflecting here, looking at the big picture, the six months. He says, you know, get close to an almost perfect six months. And that is another reason that this game is so big Because the revision of Steven Gerrard's six months in charge Could look very different depending on what happens tomorrow Without doubt We had two callers again on Wednesday night Rangers fans who were calling for Steven Gerrard's dismissal oh, uh, That's uh, Such as the, the, the reaction to disappointment in this city You know, If Hibs hadn't scored with four minutes to go Those calls would not have been made But they did 
And it created this situation whereby Stephen Gerrard can't afford to lose tomorrow because a six-point differential between Celtic and Rangers and Celtic having a game in hand, Rangers will not pull that back. It's not For me, that's not possible. So he is entitled at this particular point when it's still three points between them and the possibility of the team's being level on points tomorrow, he is entitled to say... Not a bad mm. six months work Because Six months ago If you'd offered that to Rangers They would have said I don't think that's possible For the Rangers fans Hugh The, the be all and end all Is beating Celtic They haven't done it for a long long time yeah. And it's not every time this game comes around You know exactly what the fans are thinking And that's what they'll be home tomorrow For the first time Let's. That's when they know they'll be back Competing again If they can beat Celtic Mark is a Rangers fan in Giffnock What are your thoughts about tomorrow Mark? First of all, Merry Christmas to all the boys. Yeah, thanks, Mark. Yeah, thank you. Couple of points. Um, I want to look at Rangers generally after six months, but also tomorrow. Um, first of all, I think we'll beat Celtic tomorrow because Rangers need to beat Celtic tomorrow, as you've just both said. If they don't win tomorrow, I mean, a draw's okay, but if they don't win tomorrow, the league's over. So Rangers need to win, and they've got the 50,000, so they've got to do it, and there's nothing stopping them. That's the first point. Overall, there is no comparison between now and between any time in the last seven years. There is no comparison. It can't even be judged against anybody else. It's night and day. First of all, Gerard has brought Rangers in in the region of £12 million, 14 Europa League games. It was a dream for us this year. We're now going to keep that going every year. So from a European point of view, it's been a phenomenal season. Phenomenal. From Aaron Athletic and Peter Head to 14 games in Europe, where they were outstanding from the majority of it. So that's been a huge success. On top of that, Rangers now have players that are worth a lot of money. Rangers striker, as you said, at the moment appear to be a one-man team, the only man scoring. Alfredo, 20 goals. That boy has scored more goals than Moussa Dembele and has scored more goals in Europe for Rangers than Moussa Dembele. So if anybody wants him, you know what they paid for Dembele. That's what we want for him. So that's the second point. We've got players worth huge money now. We... Uh, from a European point of view, what a difference being in there, what a result. A league point of view, I believe Rangers will win tomorrow and then it will be equal or a point in it with a game in hand to Celtic and then it's all go for the second half of the season. Let's see what the Rangers board do. I believe they'll bring in three or four players. Um, Steve Davis was at Ibrox the other night watching Rangers. I, I believe that'll be a done deal. Did you see him, Derek? You were there. I didn't. No, I didn't see no. him, Stephen Davis. There, some of the fans were talking to him outside, Derek. Right. Obviously, yeah, well, asking, asking him questions. It. He wouldn't say anything, but that's a deal. And I believe yeah. the two Americans are coming in that have been on loan for the uh, training for the last week. In trial. Mm-hmm. Well, All right, Hugh, quite a lot to get through. Yeah, uh, let, yeah, let's yeah. try and well, let's start let, cutting let, through it. Let's start off with um, what Mark described as the Rangers will win because they need to win. The need to win is not as important as the ability to win. Uh, you, you can have all the need in the world But if you don't have the players To beat Celtic Then you're not going to win uh, You mentioned the number of players That Rangers have Who are worth big money But mention only one Morelos uh, So I think that Rangers As I said earlier Have the need for Morelos To do his work at one end And I do believe Although he hasn't scored against Celtic Since Brendan Rodgers arrived at Celtic Park I do believe Morelos still represents the number one danger to Celtic tomorrow. They also have Alan McGregor, who has been a phenomenal signing for Rangers. 
Uh, and even though they've dropped more points than Steven Gerrard would have wished, it would have been a lot more had Alan McGregor not been there. So mm. those two guys are very, very important. But the basic point here, the need to win is not as important as the ability to win. Yeah, but I think I think uh, Mark makes a lot of good points. So from a Rangers point of view, in the last 12 months, you know, we tend to look at it in the last few weeks and, you know, the Rangers been beaten by hearts, drawn against Hibs, you know, not playing all that well. But to see where they've come from, you know, 12 months ago, I think the majority of Rangers fans will be delighted, you know, the way Steven Gerrard has taken the club. But certainly not anywhere near where, they, where he wants them to be, that's mm. for sure. And I think Mark is right, there may well be two or three players that will come in. Steve Davis, as he suggested, was at the game. I think he would be a huge difference, you know, a leader in the middle of that park as well. And I think Steven Gerrard knows that having witnessed playing against every team and where he is, he knows where the weaknesses are. And, and just a strange feeling that, you know, two or three players will be brought in in January. Mm. Okay, thank you to Mark and Gifnock We are on Twitter at Clyde SSB as well Remember, Gabby Amato says My biggest worry for tomorrow is middle to front Celtic have strength and depth in that area We need players to start stepping up and helping Morelos I can see him putting Lafferty in tomorrow to play from the left To try and offer some support What do you think? Let us know on the phones 01419511025 Brendan Rogers is warning Rangers Restricting the size of the Celtic support May not be an advantage to the home side It will be around 750 visiting fans After the allocation was cut from Ten times that amount uh, But Rogers says He doesn't see it as a disadvantage What was on the game That I think it's better <clears throat> In both grounds Whenever both sets of supporters are, are there In their numbers However They're not There'll be about what 750 of our own supporters there <clears throat> We hope that The whole game can pass safely and, and there's no issues around that And it's just the football But it can work for and against you As a home team You know In that situation I think that when you have predominantly the support in the ground, like I say, it uh, it can add something to, to to the players, either a positive or a negative. So, um, but we just have to approach the game and, and how we always do, which is look at our own way of working. You know, respect that um, Rangers are a good team, uh, some very good results this year, uh, and like I say, we'll uh, we'll give them the respect that they deserve, like we do every team, and then look to focus on our own game and. Uh, and look to, uh, as I said, play well and, and get the win Derek makes a decent point, Hugh In that the 750 fans That, that didn't stop Aberdeen, Hibs and Kilmarnock uh-huh. All getting points at Ibrooks recently yeah. Th- Does it have an impact tomorrow Or do we make too much of this type of thing? I think the atmosphere will be different to what it was uh, In the Aberdeen match The, the, the game against Hibs uh, on Boxing Day as well uh, I think it will be And I'm picking my words carefully here Because you're... Up, Always afraid of being accused of stirring up anything. I think the atmosphere will be high octane. Uh, I think it will be intimidating. But at the end of the day, shouting as loud as you can, singing as loudly as you can, uh, will not compensate for uh, Celtic having good players middle to front, as the the earlier person on social media said. Uh, and I think the Celtic players. Will be used to whatever comes their way tomorrow. Yes, I mean, Celtic are on fire. I mean, I, I think uh, they made a good point there when they were saying, you know, up front and coming from midfield, Celtic have got a, a plethora of players that can score goals that are exciting. Wingers that get down there, get balls in the box. Midfielders mm. that get forward and score goals. They're just looking the part and to score four goals at Aberdeen is incredible these days. You know, they lost three, 
and that may well be the bonus for Rangers. You know, if you can get to that back four, mm. then you've maybe a chance of getting goals. But Celtic are a formidable side, and Rangers know that's why Rangers have to bring their A game tomorrow. If they don't, they've no chance. Rangers went to Celtic Park with seven hundred and fifty fans. You know, so they know it's like it wasn't all that intimidating for them. They just they sang their hearts out as they normally do. Celtic fans will do the same tomorrow. Mm. Not as many of them, but it's what you do on the park. That's what I'm saying. Stephen Gerrard said, you know, the fans have got to get right. But the fans will get behind Rangers tomorrow. It's up to these players mm. to show the fans that they're good enough to do, get a result against. John's them. a Celtic fan on the line. How are you feeling ahead of tomorrow, John? Hi guys, Merry Christmas by the way boys yep, Hope you have a good time Hi John Thank you uh, I will I, I can see where that guy Mark The, the Ranger supporters coming for there right uh, But I, I don't I hate this agreeing with you all the time But it's alright saying that right But it's, the Rangers To me they've still not got the ability to hurt Celtic And that's how tomorrow I think Celtic will sit in And let Rangers have a come and have a go at us And it'll create the spaces And uh, I honestly think We'll just we'll sit in shoot, And let, let Rangers have a go And your are point shoot, About the fans I'm actually Fearful for the Celtic fans tomorrow. I can't if, if the result goes the wrong way, there could be a lot of bother tomorrow. But I mean, we don't, don't the amount of fans out there. Well, so as, as, as I say, I've been a long time. I've been a long time in the journalistic business, and uh, we are always the media are always accused of stirring things up. So I am not going to comment on what you've said because nothing has happened yet. The game has not taken place. Uh, I can only uh, repeat what Brendan Rogers said that uh, we hope there are no issues other than the football match. With regard to Celtic sitting in, I don't think that is Brendan Rodgers' way. I don't think that's how Celtic will approach it. Celtic will go at Rangers uh, yeah. as best they can. I mean, if they're forced back, then that's another issue. But Celtic will go for Rangers tomorrow because Brendan Rodgers is a professional, as is Scott Brown and the rest of the Celtic players. They know that this game offers them a lead that will not be able to be pulled back. There's absolutely no chance Celtic will sit back and allow, allow Rangers to come up and hit them on the break. That's not going to happen. With the players that Celtic have got, they're not a defensive unit. When they get the ball, they burst it in their life and they want to go forward quickly. Mm. I think Celtic will play their normal game tomorrow. John, can you understand where the guys are coming from? If you've, I mean, Celtic gone as big favourites, you can't imagine they'll just sit back, would you? No, I'm not, I'm not actually meaning. I, I, what I mean is, I think they'll maybe let Rangers have a lot of the ball and try and pick them off. I don't, but don't be wrong. I don't want us to defend because that's as, as everybody knows. That's our that's our weak link in defence. Know what I mean? But I just think they will let them have a lot of the ball. You know what I mean? And then try and pick them off. But they won't defend. Well, I hope we don't. Know what I mean? Because no, again, the Again, your choice of. Uh, Phraseology there Will let them have the ball No they won't <laughs> They they will uh, Celtic close down teams yeah. Quickly There'll be no different tomorrow They will approach this match As they would a, a game against Rangers At Celtic Park They will be going for uh, An early advantage Looking to Seize upon that advantage Make it even stronger uh, And they will be going Knowing That the outcome of the day Could Really Decide the outcome mm. of this championship We'll get a scoreline prediction From Derek Johnson A bit later on in the show We'll see if I can convince Hugh Keevans To offer his up Or whether he's keeping it For tomorrow We will find out A bit later And we're going to hear again From Stephen Gerrard And Brendan Rogers Next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors A team that gets results Every week Talk to Thompson's.com 
Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson are here with me, Gordon Duncan. On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard, all happening as you can imagine. Huge games across the country tomorrow. Clearly, the Rangers Celtic one is dominating in this city, but we've got derbies and big games everywhere you look. So get your thoughts in on the phones or on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Let's look at the personnel for tomorrow. We've we've spoke about the the bigger picture. Let's let's look at the, some of the detail. The personnel. Connor Goldson remains a major doubt after limping off. Against Hibs for Rangers Stephen Gerrard says he's going to give every player The best possible chance of playing um, Of course you've got the likes of Arfield and Jack involved as well uh, Gareth McCauley um, And we're talking about the crowd Stephen Gerrard is, is looking at that from his perspective And hoping it can help the home side I don't know, it's a difficult one to, to judge really there's, there's no doubt about it The atmosphere is going to be electric tomorrow You know, We need our fans right behind us And we want them to push us all away And we, we want them to, to, to take the roof off If you like Because you know, we've experienced it before in, in big games against high level opposition And it's been a big help for us But you know, we also understand that It's our responsibility to, to start the game well And try and find a performance for them To get on the edge of the seat um, I think it, it works both ways I'm really looking forward to the atmosphere and the players should thrive off this and, and really be looking forward to it I've still got some decisions to make I've still got some checks to do we've still got one, one more training session to go there's still some decisions uh, to be made uh, it's not ideal in terms of availability but we're giving everyone the, the last chat, uh, you know, the, up to the last possible moment. There's still two or three that are touch and go, but we'll make decisions on them either later on today or first thing in the morning. And it's all well and good predicting the outcome at the moment, Derek, but yeah. depending on what way those, those personnel issues go for, for Rangers and for Celtic, things could change dramatically. Absolutely, absolutely. I think Rangers have missed Ryan Kent without a shadow of a doubt. I think he, he was outstanding until he got injured, uh, you know, a few weeks ago. He hasn't played now, I think he's missed the last four or five games. But he's back training, you know, whether the manager will just throw him in after that length of time out, I don't know. You know, Barisic is out, that, that's a huge disappointment for him because he's played well. When Who would you play there, Halliday, Flanagan or Wallace? <sighs> well, Wallace hasn't played any games, you can't throw he him came in. came on for an hour game. in Perth though. But that's no, you mean nope. an hour in what? You know, that, that's what he's, all he's had this season. He came on for two minutes a game oh. against Motherwell and that was it. You know, Macaulay has got an injury. That's maybe one that he's looking for. He's the one he's hoping he is fit with his experience there. Goldston, I don't see playing. You know, I, I was really surprised when he came back on the pitch in the second half during the week. He, he lasted 10 minutes, then he was off again. I can't see him being fit there. So he's got to hope that the Macaulay's going to be fit there. Grez is the same. He's been in and out the side. So I think you're right. I think depending on who's fit, you know, we'll decide if Rangers have got a better chance. But when you look at the likes of Dorans and Murphy, who've been out for most of the season as well, you know, it's a few injuries that they've had. Uh, William is a Rangers fan in Port Glasgow. Who would you play tomorrow, William? A couple of those defensive issues, perhaps. How would you uh, suggest that the team lines up? Uh, well, I've, I've been giving a lot of thought about that, particularly um, the defence. First of all, hi guys, hope you had a good Christmas. Yeah, cheers, hi, William. Uh, well, I mean, given the injuries that we've got, I mean, if, if the injury list is to be believed then it looks as though the defence tomorrow probably will be Tavenier, Warrell, Katic and Halliday um, if he's fit I completely agree with Derek I'd, I'd put Macaulay in there and it would be alongside Katic for me um, I've been on the show a couple of times and I've never rated Warrell and I never will do um, so for me it would be Katic and Macaulay at the back um, I think the front three picks itself as well with the injuries and players we've got fit I think it probably will be Candace, Middleton either side of Morelos um, the midfield's a big worry for me, though. Um, it's been pretty poor, pretty light for a number of weeks now. Arfield been out injured, hasn't helped. Um, Kui Bali has been completely off form for months now. Um, so 
the, the midfield worries me because I think Celtic, I think it's quite clear. I mean, even yeah. as a Rangers fan, I could admit Celtic get a by far stronger midfield than us. So for me, I think the, the midfield is the biggest problem for me. Yeah, because now, because neither team want to play the ball long. Most of it is played through midfield, you know. And I think Celtic will miss Rogic. That's for sure. And his strength, and we know what he does against Rangers. You know, in most of the games, I think. But Celtic got. I'll be interesting tomorrow to who plays instead of Rogic. Is, you know, is Encham going to come back, or will Scott Brown come in there and just sit there and allow the rest of them to go forward? Probably Ryan that, Christie. That, well, Christie, well, Christie, will be, Christie McGregor will be there. The two of them, you know, they love going forward. So, I mean, Celtic have got plenty of men going forward. I think the Rangers midfield are going to have to be really sharp. I think you're right. The midfield's the important part where where all the football's played Mm. and Rangers are going to have to get very, very close to these players. This is where the crowd issue becomes, for me, an interesting one. I fully understand, as I said, that Stephen Gerrard referred to it as electric. Uh, I said high-octane. Choose whichever expression you like. But what if Celtic score first? And the, the Rangers supporters understand the importance of that goal. And the 750 Celtic supporters understand the importance of that goal as well. Then an awful lot comes on. Do you think it can flip on its head then yeah, if that happens? Yeah, I mean, you know, you're talking about a midfield, that the, the caller's talking about a midfield that that doesn't encourage him greatly. And you're talking about a Celtic midfield who have been over this course before. You know, Brendan Rodgers has had 12 games against Rangers. He's, he's won 10 and drawn two. Uh, and the Rangers supporters are hoping it's Unlucky 13 But The crowd will be Important If Celtic score first Because they're, they're going to have to Pile the pressure On their own players And will they have The bear for I, I, it I would, I would disagree with that To a certain degree Hugh You're right Obviously the Rangers fans Nobody wants you know Celtic to score first If, if, you're, a, if you're a Rangers supporter but I think if they got a second goal, then then that would change. Because a goal, you can always get a goal back. Mm. You know, because you're, you're not all that far behind. A goal gets you right back into the game. A second goal sort of half kills the game. Mm. And that would be when when something would, would happen. William, for, uh, further up the pitch, you mentioned you, you thought it sort of picked itself with Middleton and Candias either side of Morelos. Any chance, as far as you're concerned, that Kyle Lafferty finds his way into that from the start? It's actually interesting. Yeah, I've seen a few people. Um, you know, I've had a few conversations on on Twitter with fellow Rangers supporters, and um, a lot of people are saying that we should maybe stick Lafferty on, go two up top, and have a go. Really, because I think you know every time we've tried to match Celtic up, you know their their best form has been better than ours. So I mean, I'm not too sure. I wouldn't be against it because I think if we did go two up front, it would. Give Celtic something else to think about. I don't think they'd be expecting it. I think, well, well, if you look back and you look back to that Rangers game at Motherwell when he scored twice, Lafferty, he came in off the left hand side. He played in the mm-hmm. left that day. It wasn't a four four two. It was still a four three three. You know, with Lafferty wide, and when the ball was on the right hand side, he got himself in the box. You know, so he may well go for because it. Because it is an option for. Is him. that a position that's still up for grabs? Because Glenn Middleton has has done well at times, yeah. but he's obviously he's very young. He's trying to age. trying to force his yeah. way in and. and, and you know, compete at that level. Gresda clearly hasn't won over all the Rangers fans yet. So is that an He's area that you think, well. you think could? I mean, that that is the one position where, where you can look at and say, yeah, he could play Lafferty there. And plus the fact, set pieces. Celtic have big defenders as well. You know, maybe set pieces against. You know, maybe mm. need the height that Rangers need Lafferty to get him back as well. Kyle Lafferty's one of those men who lives for the game against Celtic, and uh, like Scott Brown lives for the game against Rangers. I'd be tempted to put him in tomorrow, Kyle Lafferty, to give Celtic something extra to think about because Morelos can become isolated. 
if that happens and uh, you know Celtic are swarming all over the middle of the park, then uh, it would lead inevitably to trouble for Rangers. See the, uh, the problem, sorry, Gordon. The problem for Rangers, I think, tomorrow is you know with no Barisic here. I mean, he's 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 quick, you know, and he gets forward like Lee Wallace does. You know, if you look at the other two, the Flanagan is there. I mean, he's not a naturally left-sided player. I know he has played there for Liverpool and everything else, but not a natural left, and he's not the quickest either. When you look at it, James Forrest on the right-hand side. Mm. Andy Halliday did really well, I thought, in midfield against a PC player. But uh, against Forrest, it's a bit different mm. because he is exceptionally quick. So I think Stephen has got to look at that and you know, and, and try and get somebody that's going to get to Forrest before he gets to Halliday mm. or whoever's going to play left back. Right, I'm sure we all know the picture by now. A win would see Celtic go six points clear. They would also have a game in hand. Clearly a good position to be in, but Brendan Rodgers, he's not getting too carried away. I think whatever the, the result will be at the end of the, the game will be in a, either a good position or a very good position. You know, I think it's one that we can go and... and and attack the game and look to go on and play play our own game and then like I say we'll be in a good position irrespective if we get the win that we want then we'll be in a very good position with the game in hand and and uh, a number of points clear so um, but still still a long way to go like I say it's, we're only at the end of December we, we'll be thankful of the break when it comes to go and uh, recharge and, and, and reset again and then uh, as I said, we'll really push on hopefully in the second part of the season. The main piece of team news for Celtic, Hugh Keevens, is, well, we're, we're over Tom Rogic. We, 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 did, yeah. we did that last week. Yeah. Um, Kieran Tierney is still a doubt. Mm-hmm. He, I think he did train today. They were going to assess him afterwards. He still remains a doubt. If he doesn't make it, is it Izagiri? Is it Johnny Hayes? Or something from even further left field? Well, you know, the, for me... I don't see how Izagiri can go from being taken off at half-time at Pataudry to a starting place at Ibrox. Uh, he looked like a man who had just been given a terrible going over verbally by the manager at, at half-time. Uh, can't, 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 isn't that sometimes a challenge to players? And I'm going to use the example of Florian Camberry, who was yeah. lacerated publicly by his manager, yeah. You know, in a way that we've not really heard too often in recent years. But then goes straight back into the Hibs team on Wednesday And they get a point at Ibrox Is, is that not the whole point of being a, a player Is that you're supposed to be able to Bounce back from, from these setbacks and, and go again very soon after I'm just thinking about uh, Izagiri at Easter Road When Celtic lost 2-0 It was all over the place uh, All over the place first half at Pataudry. Uh And I, I'm not sure that uh, He would be in the right frame well, of mind for this game What's his That's options what I'm saying Izagiri well, or Johnny Hayes Well yeah. you know Johnny Hayes for me I don't think and I said it on Boxing Day I don't think he's up to being a regular Celtic first team player However, he came on second half and he did well uh, Now whether that in itself makes you a contender for a place at Ibrox I genuinely do not know mm. I, I've seen the photographs of uh, Kieran Tierney training at Lennox Town with the first team squad today uh, I just wonder And Derek will know all about the mind games That surround these occasions You know that, oh, Well we'll give him to the last minute And well he's just, there's a question mark over him If he was training And then he starts play. Knowing yeah. the, the man himself He wants to play So that's the that's the conundrum Tam is a Celtic fan in Clyde Bank What do you think Tam? Hi Good evening guys Derek Q, Hi, How are you doing? I oh, was just listening to all the talk there and listening to the show tonight and everybody's all wondering who's going to win and who needs to win and who's got the ability <laughs> to win and et cetera, et cetera. I think if, I mean, if you try and put yourselves in the manager's shoes, right? 
if you put yourselves in the shoes of Brendan Rodgers, I feel he'll sleep easy the night, right? With his tactics and his attitude and his approach to the game, he'll be saying to himself, right, we need to go to Ibrox, we need a performance, we need to win the match, and we need to go and play the way we know we can play and just go out and win the game, right? Whereas Stephen Gerrard will be thinking, what will I do here? Will I go with, say, Morelos up top himself, or will I go with Morelos and Lafferty? Will I play? Will I play for a draw? Or will I try and win the match? If he loses this match tomorrow, look, we've seen Stephen Gerrard, you know, turning his heels and march down that tunnel, an angry man at times. And he's going to lose. If he loses that match tomorrow in front of 50,000, we're only 700 Celtic supporters, right? Is he going to make a decision by the morrow morning? We're going to go gung-ho and attack Celtic and try and win the match? Or we're going to try and control the game, try and keep the ball, try and defend, get men behind the ball, and maybe just suffocate Celtic and play for a draw? If Rangers play an open game and try and come forward and wide open, Celtic's got too much quality there to hurt them. With Forrest on one side, Tierney on the other, players like Christie, players like McGregor, Flair players, players like Cham, and Sinkler's back on for them. There's too much skill and ability there. Tam, Tam, with, with the greatest respect, four, This could be a crazy game. It could be 4 nothing. it could be 4-3, it could be 3-2, if that's the case. You know, you what know, are you we, thinking we, With the greatest respect, Tam, you know, the... the Steven Gerrard will know his team and will know his tactics long before he goes to his bed tonight. He'd be working on that in midweek. He knows what he's up against. Maybe some last-minute fitness he, issues, though. Well, he will know himself. He's not going to give somebody until ten o'clock tomorrow to morning no. see if he's fit. That's you not going think to happen. So? No, if you're not fit today, then I don't think you know they will play because you have to have that mindset for that game. I, I think he knows exactly the, the players that he's going to play and he knows how to play against Celtic. Because he knows what Celtic can do from midfield going forward. They're very, very strong. So he's going to have to adapt to that. It's not a case of thinking overnight, what am I going to do? Am I going to attack? What am I going to, I'm going to pack the midfield? Am I going to sit? He knows it and they've been working on it in training, I would imagine, all week for this game tomorrow. Mark, the Rangers supporter earlier on, spoke about Rangers will win because they need to win. And I've answered them by saying, need to win is less important than do you have the ability to win. Now Tam has said Celtic... Have to win because this, that, the other But you have to win if you have the ability to win It's the same thing And Now I don't doubt that Celtic are better players than Rangers I don't doubt that I'm surprised at the three point gap between them It should be more And the reason why, Tam, and you'll know this yourself The reason why is that away from home Celtic have been particularly careless They've dropped 15 points away from home They've been draws at places like St Mirren and Livingston and Motherwell which uh, amount to careless points thrown away. Uh, so yes, they have a better team, better individuals, and a better team mm. than Rangers. However, Tam, how many old firm games have you seen in your time? And you know that uh, unless Stephen Gerrard talks mm. about bringing the A game, Celtic also have to bring mm. the A game. If they do. Win. Yeah, I was going to say, is, is it as simple as that, Derek? I mean, because Stephen Gerrard does say about bringing their A game. If they, if they both bring their A game, the Celtic win. Yeah. Is it? St- is that still the way it is? Well, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. I think when Rangers play, you know, they are a very, very good team to watch. And if and if, and if they take their chances, of course they're, they're as good but as even, Celtic. Even if Celtic are at their best yeah, as well, they're, they're the two of them at their best, and Rangers are at home. I, th- I think it's a really, really close game. You can toss the coin. 
But every every team has dropped daft points this season. You look at Hearts, what a great start. Then all of a sudden, they win two games in eight or something. Hibs have had a, a terrible start as well. You know, a terrible start and then they've come on to a game as well. Aberdeen were poor. They were weighed in the bottom half. They've now shot back up. I mean, Rangers play their, the first two games. You know, they've lost goals in the 92nd and 94th minute to drop four points. Away at Livy, they dropped three points. I mean, every team has dropped mm. points. And that's why it's, it's hard to say who's going to be stonewall winners because there's more points to be dropped between now and the end of the season. Thank you to Tam and Clydebank. Keep those calls coming. We're going to hear from Scott Sinclair and Ross McCrory next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Derek Johnson and Hugh Keevens are here and they're waiting to take your calls. So get in touch, give us all your pre-match thoughts and predictions ahead of the big one at Ibrooks tomorrow as well as some of the other fantastic games on offer as well. Hugh, it's like Rivals Weekend, that's the way the SPFL brand it. Um, we get as many derbies as we can. We've got the Lanarkshire yep. one, we've got the Edinburgh one, uh, we've got Dundee St. Johnson as well. Uh, of course, there are then a couple of, of, of stragglers who have to meet up, the likes of Livingston and Aberdeen, <laughs> yes. not exactly a derby. Um, but all in all... It's a great day of football to, to get your teeth into Even away from Ibrooks. You know we're going to miss the uh, the Premiership When they go for a couple of weeks But the, there's such excitement At top and bottom of the Championship That that will compensate But we have had a terrific season so far We have had talking points That's always there uh, But we've also got a league That is closer than We give it credit for being uh, You know as I say and that applies if, at the bottom as well yeah, If you yeah, look at that yeah. Lanarkshire derby for instance pff, that The picture changes drastically if, Depending but, but on the result You know the interesting thing is going to happen Hugh The amount of players that are going to come in You know by the, the You know the premiership side Whether it's loan signing More, more than likely yeah. loan signers Rather than buying them Because I think everybody wants to strengthen You know for the second mm-hmm. half of the season If Celtic goes six points clear With a game in hand Then Rangers are obliged to see If they can get the best they can In during the month of January To see If it is Able to be salvaged And even if they don't They'll still be obliged To do that I'm sure yeah. Every club will be And if Rangers Beat Celtic And they go on to The same number of points Then Celtic Will be obliged To get in those Who can carry them Over the line Scott Sinclair says Celtic fans are seeing him back to his best after a hat-trick against Aberdeen. The winger says all eyes now go to the game tomorrow, but there's no better preparation for him than the three goals against the Dons. You know, you've got to go through sometimes uh, tough times. I think, you know, the first two years I've been here has been nothing better. Um, and no negativity, just all positive. But, you know, it's going to come a time where you get sort of negativity and, and, and negative sort of press about you. But for me, it's to head down and uh, keep working hard and, and have that never give up attitude which I always have yeah personally for me is you know you can't do much better than score a hat-trick to give you confidence going into the next game so uh, you know as a team we're all got good spirits in the camp uh, and we're all going to be ready for the weekend I think you know every game we go into we want to win um, and obviously you know once we hopefully win and then um, we sort of hopefully stay at the top How important was that hat-trick do you think for Scott Sinclair Hugh because in the last couple of weeks Middle to front Everyone's been getting praise for Celtic oh. Perhaps Except from yes. Scott Sinclair yeah. And to an extent Odson Edouard He's been injured And then the couple of games before that Maybe not quite At top form All of a sudden Sinclair gets a hat-trick Edouard comes on Changes the game Scores one And has a hand in the others So it's almost like Celtic's middle to front All arrive at Ibrox yeah. Full of confidence I can't see a downside to scoring a hat-trick in the game before you go to play Rangers at Ibrooks. There was a point in the season when I questioned why 
Scott Sinclair was an automatic pick for the first team. I, I could see nothing in him. Uh, whether it was a crisis of confidence, whether he had simply been at Celtic Park, done his shift and it was time to go somewhere else, but I could see nothing in him. Now he looks transformed again. And with regard to Odson Edward, in what was a thrilling match at Pataudry, I thought he was the main man because the game. Yeah, Absolutely. although he only came on with a yeah. quarter of the game to go he made mm. two goals he scored an exquisite third and he too must go to Ibrox where he scored a winning goal before mm-hmm. feeling pretty good about himself and is that a warning then to Rangers Derek because it's not as simple as stopping one of these guys as no. far as Celtic go at the moment there are a you know, a proper handful, maybe even more of attacking players who've been doing it in the last few weeks. Well, you've got five or six players that can score, and that's only between midfield and up front. You know, when you're looking at set pieces and you look at the height that Celtic have got at their back as well, you know, they've got anybody that can score goals, and that's great to have in any side. That's just something that Rangers don't have at this moment in time. You know, four or five or six players scoring goals, you know, decent goals, a decent amount of goals. They're left it to the one man. But yeah, but Stephen Gerrard, as I said, will know that. He knows mm. that the power that Celtic have got going forward. So his midfield's got to be really, really solid as well as that back four. Uh, Callum's in Sulcoats. What are your thoughts ahead of tomorrow, Callum? Uh, I was listening to the, uh, the show um, at the start there. Mm-hmm. And I think the point the panel were making about if Celtic win, um, the league's over. I think that's pretty unfair on Rangers to just say, you know, that's it. We're only in the month of December. Um, I know looking back maybe a wee bit but in the season of 2007-2008 Rangers went 7 points clear of Celtic Celtic had 7 games to play and Rangers had 8 and we won the league so I think there's, let's not get too carried away if we win tomorrow it'll be a massive result um, on the grand scale of things but um, and it's maybe a game that people look back on at the end of the season but to say it's over just now is maybe going a wee bit too far I think if Celtic play, there would be big, there would be huge favourites. Put it that way. I think you're right. What you're saying, oh, Callum, yeah. there'd be I, massive, massive favourites. Even even though they're favourites now, there'd be even more. Mm. You know, if they did win the game, you're right. Yeah, not you. I mean, I, but listen, whether it's it's clearly not absolutely over. I think no. you are probably coming at it just from a psychological point and yeah. a, an arithmetical point as well. I said you find it very difficult to pull that back. Yeah. And the, the the difference, and I do remember the season that Callum's speaking about, uh, and it was a uh, Paul Hartley uh, who inspired Celtic to the, the league that season, along with Barry Robson. Um, but I do think that if Celtic do take that lead, they will then during the month of January, Callum, bring in other players. And I'm not talking about Timothy Weir because he's, he's 18 years of age, and I don't think he's going to make the difference between the winning of the league and anything else. But I think Celtic will spend money on players to make sure that it's eight in a row. Celtic January is massive uh, in respect of the squad depth. We've got players there that can come in, but uh, certainly at the start of the season have proven that they're maybe just not quite there. Certainly in respect of last season, you look at players like Patrick Roberts, Stuart Armstrong, with these guys on the bench to come on and make a difference in games. Certainly in the Hibs game, um, when you wanted someone to make a difference in that game, you were looking at the bench and going, Johnny Hayes, play, players like that, OK, done a, a decent job against Aberdeen all night, but is he good enough to come on and, and turn it round when things aren't maybe going to plan? You're certainly right in terms of, you're certainly right in terms of numbers, Callum, but I just wonder if the, the replacements have come from within. I mean, is Ryan Christie now not the replacement for Stuart Armstrong? Is Mikey Johnson not getting at least 
in the right direction of being the replacement for Patrick Roberts? Well, a lot of these guys are all, are all great, you know, in respect of replacements for the guys you've mentioned. However, you know, and for instance, when Christy was injured and we missed him, you know, the bench that we're able to make yeah. up compared to last season is certainly a great deal weaker. And I think that's probably why we've dropped so many points as opposed to what we've dropped last season. The, the, the area where Celtic you have to be careful, I think, is in defence. Uh, you know, we know from what we read that they are willing to spend big money on a fullback. Um, however, what if Leicester City recall Philip Benkovic? What if somebody comes in with the kind of money for Dedrick Boyata that Peter Lawwell thinks he cannot, in all fairness, turn down? Uh, so, you know, they have to be careful there and, and Brendan Rodgers will be mm. aware of that situation at the same time. Uh, Russ McCrory says Rangers can't blame the growing injury list for poor performances if they lose to Celtic as well. Uh, as we've listed off earlier, Connor Goldson, Scott Harfield, Ryan Jack, Gareth McCauley are the doubts. McCrory's started against Hibs recently of course and says they need to stand up and be counted. But that's not an excuse. Look, we've got a good enough squad, good enough players here. Uh, to go and put on a performance, so we'll see what happens at uh, the weekend. But we're just going to we're going to play our play our own game, focus on ourselves, and obviously what we'll do analysis on Celtic, and uh, we'll just go out and we'll see what happens. To be honest, given today's results, do you think this is a game on Saturday that you must win to keep the title race going? Well, every game is a must win. It's uh, point for Rangers. Pressure's on every game. We need to win every game that we play in, especially if we are going to what a uh, chance for the title. There's been a similar theme in these games for a long time now, Derek, but yeah. is there an onus on someone in that Rangers midfield to, to try and stop Scott Brown, to try and stop the rest? I think most people who've watched the games recently yeah. would agree that that hasn't happened. See, what you have to do, and we've said it so many times on this programme, you know, to win games like that, you have to get the better of the, the, your opposition player, whoever you're playing against. If you can get one over on him, then you've a chance. If you've got, if you've got eight of the 11 players... That are playing better than the opposition players Then you've got a wee chance of doing it He epitomises what a young footballer should be like He missed out on loads of games Played a lot of games last season But you know when you're looking at six, seven weeks ago He wasn't even in the squad at times And that's a young lad who I think has got great potential Certainly not as a centre-back But as a midfielder I think he's a good player Never, not once has he gone up to the manager's door and chapped it and went, "Listen, thank you for that games here, you door know? knocking sound effect." It's, it's one of these things. You no, know, he's stuck at it. He's, his thoughts are: the only way I'm going to catch the manager's eye is in training. I'm working my socks off, and he's done that. He's now back in the side again. So well done to him. Beat the pundit with goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL, and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. Now it's all well and good talking about the big games tomorrow But the first big match of the weekend is in five minutes time It's Beat the Pundit and it's your chance to get one over on Hugh Keevans or Derek Johnson If you do fancy it, give us a call on 01419511025 And do it quickly because you do only have until the news at 7 o'clock Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years Hugh Keevans and Derek Johnson are here Building up to a huge weekend of derby action in Scotland Not only Rangers against Celtic We've got a Lanarkshire derby uh, We've got an Edinburgh derby We've got big derbies all across Not only the top division But the other divisions as well So let's hear from you We know this is Glasgow We know one game tends to dominate uh, but have your say as well on your fixture for tomorrow 01419511025 And we'll get to that after this Beat the 
Pundit. With goals in the Scottish sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. Yes, it is time for Beat the Pundit. Rory is tonight's contestant. He's a Rangers fan from Kilwinning. How are you tonight, Rory? I'm good, thanks. Good stuff. First time playing? What, what, what made you? What, what, why is tonight the night for you? I feel lucky before the big game. Oh, feel <laughs> good stuff. That's what I like to hear. And Rory, as a Rangers fan, I won't make you choose between a victory on Beat the Pundit and a victory tomorrow because I don't want your fellow Rangers fans getting upset when you do the right thing and choose Beat the Pundit tonight. So let's uh, toss the coin and see who you're up against. Heads, it will be Hugh Keevans. And tails, it will be Derek Johnson. And it's heads. Hugh Keevans against Rory from Kilwinning. So let me give Hugh the old Clyde 2 in his ear and make sure he doesn't know what you're saying. Rory, you've got 30 seconds. You can pass. Just answer as many right as you can, but you can pass. I know it's your first time playing. If you're going to do that, do it quick and let's see how many you can get through, okay? Good man. Your time starts now. Who is Celtic's top goal scorer this season? Um, Which side is top of the Bundesliga? Um, How many points clear are Ross County at the top of the Championship? Two Which side won the Club World Cup last week? Real Madrid Which city would you be in if you were at Ashton Gate Football Stadium? Pass How many Champions League titles does Steven Gerrard win as a player? One What is the nickname of Dumbarton? Pass And how many World Cup titles have France won? Okay Hugh Keevans Are you with us? I am Right Same set of questions to you Shall we? Okay Let's see how you get on Who is Celtic's top scorer this season? Sinclair Which side is top of the Bundesliga? Bayern me How many points clear are Ross County At the top of the Championship? One Which side won the Club World Cup last week? Uh, Real Madrid Which city would you be in If you were at Ashton Gate Football Stadium? Bristol How many Champions League titles Did Steven Gerrard win as a player? Two What is the nickname of Dumbarton? The Suns And how many World Cups have France won? Two Okay Ooh How do you think that went Rory? Ah not too bad Yeah I think you both did well And what was strange You seemed to get The the ones that you got right Rory seemed to get wrong And vice versa Mm. And it's going to be an exciting one That's right okay Who's Celtic's top goal scorer this season? I must admit Mr Keevans It wasn't a vintage start was it? It was on Edward is it really? Yes it is He's got 14 goals Rory knew it 1-0 to Rory And then it went 2-0 So I was fearing for you at this point uh-huh. I know Bayern Munich Tend to be top of the Bundesliga But it's Dortmund. Borussia Dortmund At Aye. the moment Rory knew that one as well 2-0 You pulled one back though Ross County are one point clear At the top of the championship And as quick as that You equalised Tell you what We'd settle for drama like this tomorrow yeah. at Real. No you didn't No you didn't False alarm Because Rory knew as well That Real Madrid Won the Club World Cup So he's still one in front You did equalise though When you said That Ashton Gate is in Bristol So it's three all After five questions uh, How many Champions League titles Did Steven Gerrard win as a player It's one Rory knew it You didn't He goes into a one goal lead And then you equalised Straight away Because Dumbarton's nickname Is the Suns which means it all comes down to the f- final question. Question eight. No pressure, Rory. How many World Cup titles have France won? Rory went for three. You went for two. Uh-huh. And the answer is two. So Hugh Keevans oh, is pitchy. It's a last minute five, winner. Four. Heartbreak <laughs> at the end of the big derby, Rory. Hardlines. Uh, cheers, thank you. Sorry, Rory. Good effort. Well done. Rory will hey, be hoping you. for better Good luck tomorrow. Keevans takes it in dramatic fashion. Yeah. A last minute winner. Do you know what one of the callers said earlier on? He thinks it could be a mad day at Ibrox tomorrow in terms of the scoreline. 
Uh, and I've got half a notion that's correct as well. Are you, are you giving us your prediction tonight, or are you, are you keeping will, us waiting until I tomorrow? Will, good team player that I am. If you tell me to give my prediction tonight, I will gladly give it tonight. Ooh. If you tell me to wait until tomorrow, I'll wait until tomorrow. Not sure I like this power and responsibility. Let me mm. think about it. I'll get back to you. Derek okay. needs to give his tonight. He's not with us tomorrow, so he needs to give his tonight. Uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll get you on the phone tomorrow. <laughs> right, okay. Uh, keep the calls coming. 01419511025. Not only on the game at Ibrooks, if you've got thoughts on any of the other big games or talking points, let's hear from you. Or at that stage, Hugh Keevens, where people will be looking to Craig Levine for his post-match comments as much Ooh. as his uh, football team's performance I, tomorrow. I have to admit, I'm now fed up with Craig Levine's comments on the matter of who phoned who first and who said what between him and Derek McInnes. I think it's now time to draw a veil over that. You two boys sit down at the back of the class. I can just imagine you in a similar situation, scrambling to get the Nokia out your pocket <laughs> to find if it has such a thing as call records to show who phoned who. So you, you wouldn't be as fortunate, right? Let's hear a bit more from some of the players who will take centre stage tomorrow. Ryan Christie, uh, he says Rangers are now understanding what Celtic have had to compete with, juggling uh, all the games recently. It's nine games for both sides in December, um, and the Celtic midfielder simply is looking for three points. Um, and to try and come out on top in that hectic schedule. That's been our aim for for the from kind of the start of the month to try and um, build up a, a point gap. Um, you know, and going down to the last game, we've done really well up until now. But this is the the kind of one that matters. Um, you know, and if if we get a win, we get three points. Like we said, and like you said, that it will really kind of stretch us away and it will put us in a real good place coming back from the break. Over the last couple of seasons, they've they've had to kind of get up to speed, and um, I think they're fair play from the, they're there now. Um, I think they've. They've kind of realised the, the the hardship that we've had to deal with in terms of you know European games and, and midweek games um, over the course of the season, um, you know, and it's something that every team uh, has to adapt to. I mean, you hear other teams in the league that don't play in Europe and they play three games in a week, and um, you know they start complaining about it. And we've got we've had that since the start of the season. So, um, you know, it's a credit to us that, that we managed to, to keep winning, keep picking up points. Perhaps another chapter in his story tomorrow, Hugh, mm. because the last time these sides met. In September Four months ago Ryan Christie came on With about 15 minutes to go Which at the time Raised a few eyebrows But since then yeah. He's gone on to become A very important player For Celtic And um, one that I think most people Would certainly expect To start the game tomorrow Without doubt And he will uh, Because Brendan Rodgers Has shown His high regard For Christie The club have shown Their high regard By extending his contract And he has Matured in his position uh, there's no longer any dubiety over it could he, could he play regularly for Celtic? Yes he can So I think he's a big player tomorrow It just shows you here You know You, you can go out and loan And you know nine, nine probably players out of ten Don't make it Because they go out And they don't do all that well And the manager looks and said Well you mm. can't do it for them You're not going to do it for us oh. he's, He had two spells At Aberdeen mm. And did yeah. well both times He's got his chance at Celtic And he's grabbed it with Wait, both hands I mean, can, can, that be, work. can that be a lesson Derek I suppose for, for Rangers And for other teams That at this time of year We all get obsessed About the transfer window yeah. And if the, the notion that If we're going to get better We need to sign X, Y and Z But sometimes You can improve the players That are yeah, already absolutely. there absolutely and, and I think that's what Brendan Rodgers does You know he, he's, he's given a few of the youngsters A shot You know The young lad Johnson As well has come in And looked apart you know, and, and he's, he's he's able to give these boys a chance. You know, Ryan Hardy's gone out to, to Livingston. I think his contract's up at the end of the season. Give him a year, didn't they, in, in the yeah, summer, that, was it? Yeah. To play there, but what do you do with him? What do the Rangers do with him? So, And he, and he's done well. He came back and got, what was it, four goals in three games or whatever it was. So, yeah, it, it's always useful going out, but mm. you've got to play. You can't just go out there thinking, well, 
are swan about here because you're being watched all the time and obviously yeah. Christy is somebody that did really well at Aberdeen and it's paying off for him now Right, Stephen's a Rangers fan in Bishop Briggs What are your thoughts ahead of tomorrow, Stephen? Uh, well, I'm actually a bit worried I mean, I was looking forward to getting into it and stuff like that but after watching that performance against Hibs like Stephen Gerrard touched on in his interview that just didn't have that killer instinct um, is I, I just think that Stephen Gerrard's going to lean towards the, the Warburton era where he's, he's a one-trick pony and I, I was quite all for Stephen Gerrard in the beginning with his with his ability and experience and that that he's got and could bring maybe not to a managerial front but from, from just experiences as a player but it's almost as if I keep hearing that he keeps playing this 4-3-3 but from watching it in the stands I don't think any Rangers fan would, would turn in and call that a 4-3-3 because it's basically Morelos is up front himself and he's got two two wide midfielders kind of trying to back him up and it's like they're trying to play off him for holding midfielders that should have goals in that don't have goals in them there is a situation where people say, ah, the press are going easy on Steven Gerrard because he's Steven Gerrard. But I think you have to stop and take a breath here. If Rangers win the match tomorrow, they're on the same points as Celtic. Now, I'm not saying that that guarantees them anything in this life. However, if they're on the same points as Celtic going into the winter break, mm. how can it be that Steven Gerrard is somehow on the brink of losing his job well, at Rangers. I don't think Stephen when Stephen that. didn't even remotely say that Stephen as a Rangers fan is entitled surely to just look at his team and not always think about the points gap and not always think about what Celtic are doing but to just watch his team as he does yeah. and find ways in which he thinks they can be better that's that's all he's yeah, doing and what, what do you make of of that accusation Derek Is Morelos too isolated? Well he is at times Of course he is But I, I do think the wingers do come in When Arfield's playing Arfield gets up there I'm, I'm just a wee bit surprised That Stephen Being a Rangers fan You know saying some, I keep saying it Where were they 12 months ago? They're so far ahead You know Where they were from last season And they will get better I think the manager's learning the game He's learning what the Scottish game's all about He's learning about his own players Hold on Hold on Hold on You know And, and I think you're being a wee bit harsh I think I mean Rangers. Rangers have, have sold out all their home games so far because the, the fans are buying into it. The majority of fans are buying into it. See what he's trying to do, and he will try and make the team better. Yeah, so they always do sell surprised. out, though, do they not? Listen, you're you're entitled to your opinion, and if that's what you think, fine. But I would certainly disagree with you, Stephen. Well, I, I believe that obviously his formation obviously suited that what I believe he grew up on and played with in Liverpool, and he's kind of trying to reflect that with without the attacking attacking mids from from the Rangers. I mean, I would think Stephen Gerrard should sit down with Koulibaly and I'll take it McGreaves and buy him a new pair of football boots because I've seen him skating about the park more often than I've seen him putting shots on goal. And that's what I would what I would want from, from kind of attacking midfielders and stuff to support and help Morelos out and maybe maybe kind of take the pressure off and help him out. But it, they seem to be, it's, it's just all, it's, if Morelos can't score, Rangers can't score. And it's, it's just, it's hard to watch at times. If they're hard to watch, but are on the same number of points as Celtic tomorrow night, then... There's something not quite adding up there. Why those two can be those two can be separate? Because you know, for Rangers, where they've been over the last seven or eight years, the fans don't always have to worry about what the other team are doing. You, your argument yeah, is based they, purely on what this, and I know a lot do. I know a lot do before you come back, but your argument is based on on this point. But Stephen is just talking about Rangers. He's what he's talking about, what he's watching, and he thinks it could be better. You you are allowed to do that. That doesn't mean you're ignoring yeah. the progress that's yeah. been made in the last but, six months. But the <laughs> I don't see why supporters, that's a problem. The Rangers supporters only concern. I underline this three times. The Rangers supporters' only concern is Celtic because 
They fear Celtic winning 10 in a row And we live in the, the city of the bragging rights And that's what Rangers supporters fear So Celtic is their only concern My only point to Stephen Is that if Celtic and Rangers are level on points tomorrow night Then it might be a hard watch for you sometimes However, not all supporters agree with you And to be level on points with Celtic Given where Rangers were at the end of last season Is borderline miraculous Stephen, were you happy with the European games? At times, yes I feel like we missed an opportunity with, with what we were given I never expected it to challenge in that Well, I expected it to challenge But I never expected it to go through And then, obviously, once um, you get the results And you found out Villarreal Disappointed this year in Spain And also weren't great in Europe I feel like we had an opportunity there That we, that we let slip but again, it's growing. We got further than we did than we did in the previous years, and and we're doing better, and we're, we're going. Well, I'd say going from strength to strength. So it's progress. We're not yeah. going from strength to strength greatly, though. Really, if you look at it, I see we're riding waves, and there's no consistency. I mean, I'm watching, I'm watching a team at home that should be hammering Dundee, Livingston, Kilmarnock, not dropping easy points. That they can't string passes together. Well, there's not many. There's not many teams hammering Livingston and Kilmarnock. Well, well Kilmarnock, 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 when I watched him at home, it was Steve Clark at his best, but he um, tried to upset the play, tried to upset the play, break play down, time waste, which, which was expected. But he's entitled to do that, Stephen. You know, they've come uh, away, I their fans are absolutely that. delighted coming away with a point. Of course, of course. But at the same time, I didn't see anything coming from our end where, how do you counter that? It's, it's basically if, if plan A doesn't work, Keep trying plan A Try plan A harder And and that's just not And yet And yet Remarkably If you win tomorrow You're on the same point as Celtic Yeah you've mentioned that Let's hear from James Tavernier Ahead of that game tomorrow To finish this, the first part of the season With a win It'll be A great boost uh, To the team To go into the winter break um, To take that into the winter break You know There's a few weeks until our, our next game So If we can get the win You know It'll be, it'll be great for the squad Obviously a lot of the lads have not experienced losing at Ibrox. Um, but it's something that I've tried to just put to the side because I don't like losing. Um, and I want to use that, that win that we won in the semi-final, that, um, that drive and know what's required to, to, to win the game. It's all new squad, so you know it's, it, it changes everything. We've only had them once and it was a close game. you know. So we know if we deliver what we did in the second half, and obviously you add in the European games then we know as a squad that we can get a good result John's a Celtic fan and wish her hi John hi eight. hello I'm just thinking further forward see the next four games mm-hmm. I mean the more I'll take care of itself it always does Rangers have got three away Kilmarnock, Livingston and then they're at home at St Mirna and away at Aberdeen and Celtic have got three out of four home games so Celtic's playing really well at home. So I think by the end of, end of January, if it's no by the morrow, which you says if Celtic win, I think it could be finished by the middle of, uh, the end of January into February. That, and I suppose that, Hugh, then does underline why tomorrow is so important. Because if you're going to embark on the games thereafter, then yeah. the, the, the swing could, could get worse either way. Or in the season when we have to expect the unexpected, something... Mm. Extraordinary could happen However, yeah, but I think John's point There's not been a great deal of Shocks In Celtic home games I mean they've won them all No they've won them all Yeah I mean Celtic Park is the, the, To use the cliche A fortress But tomorrow 
is important in terms of the psychology of the championship. I do earnestly believe that if Celtic win, they have a six-point advantage in a game in hand. Steven Gerrard, in his deepest subconsciousness, although he could never, ever say it in public, when he goes back to wherever he lives tomorrow night, he would know in his deepest subconscious that Celtic had started to move away from Rangers. And with a January transfer window, which Celtic could exploit given the amount of money they've got at their disposal, the potential for a nine-point lead with the game in hand mm. and the signings that Celtic could make, Steven Gerrard himself would privately think not going to catch them. What do you make of Rangers home form, Derek? Because it's clearly a lot better than it was last season. I can't remember. I looked it up last night. I think it's seven points dropped this season compared yeah, to 15 at the same time. Something like that. Aberdeen. The, the only yeah. thing would be then if you if you split that home form into two, you know, that you had the start of the season and, and then more recently, the the the, the, big, the top six teams, if you like, have all got something there recently. Yes. Aberdeen, Kilmarnock yes. and Hibs, as you mentioned. Um, what, what, what needs to happen at home tomorrow that's perhaps been missing from those games? I think they've got to take their chances. It's as simple as that. It's not as if they're not creating anything. You know, the, you, you've, you've got the likes of Middleton, who's only a young kid, as we keep saying that. He's 18 years of age and he's, he's played probably more games than he thought he would play. You know, he's been through a couple of times with the keeper to beat and he's been unlucky. The keeper's had a good save or he's he's hit the ball by, by the post. He had goals in there midweek. Ball from a corner kick, six yards out, up and heads it and it goes two yards over the bar. Koulibaly was in with a header and does exactly the same mm. things. You know, they're getting in the positions, but they're not taking... All they've got to do is take their chances. And, and I think that's that's the biggest letdown for them, I think, so far. And what, what has happened in the games that they're dropping at Ibrox, there's so many players that were playing well at the start of the season who are now injured or have lost mm. that wee bit of form, and it's just trying to get John, them back. John, that's the difficult who, bit. who plays... Le- is it as simple for you, John, if Kieran Tierney doesn't make it, is it just Emilio Izaguirre, as you would expect, or, or does Johnny Hayes have a chance? As a Gary, because he's been there and done it and, and won at Ibrook, so he's going mm. to be the man. Uh, I think I can give you a, 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 a wee score. I think it'll be 4 0 to Celtic. Ooh, that's a big prediction. Only because Rangers, their defence isn't, isn't that hot. I, I could I'm... also say, Gordon, mm-hmm. I hope everybody stands by the minute silence. I was at the game, I was only 12 year old. I was up the Celtic end, it was a foggy, foggy. I always remember that. And uh, I came home. Some folk never came home I hope folk remember mm. that Well said John In wish I thought you were about to give John A lecture on predictions there And I thought I thought no, no, we had no, no, irony no. overload On no, the show no, tonight No okay. no no, no. Uh, <laughs> But I was about to remind him Of page 132 Of Sir Alex's book Complacency is a disease <laughs> Okay thanks to John In wish We've got a good full time teaser for you That's coming up next You'll like this one Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to Thompson's.com It's that time of the night when Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson Tackle the full time teaser If you don't know what that is That's when you send the questions to us And then we give the guys between Now roughly And the end of the show To try and come up with the answers If you like the sound of that Please do send your questions in to fulltime at Clyde1.com Um any guesses as to the theme of tonight's question? Oh, could it be an old firm thing? <laughs> oh dear. Uh, Dylan Patton sent this one in. Um, and it's one of those that we maybe did use it before. Honestly, I can't remember. And honestly, I don't think it'll matter. So, um, <laughs> it's been updated slightly. Olivia and Cham was the match winner the last time the sides met. And mm. a game which finished 1-0. Before that, can you name the last 10 players to score the only goal in meetings ending 
1-0 So Olivier and Cham Was the match winner The last time Celtic and Rangers met It's a game that finished 1-0 Before that though Can you name the previous 10 players The last 10 players To score the only goal In meetings ending 1-0 Gary Hooper Nope Chris Commons Nope At Genovo Nope <laughs> Yes Morris Edu Well done Oh, Ugo Ehiog. Yes. So you're getting the you're getting the idea now. Right, carry on. We're thinking about it. Uh, Scott McDonald. Yep. I'll take one more guess from you, DJ. How far, how far back are we going? Well, I mean, it's it's the last ten. I don't want to give it away, but you're you're all within. They're all thousand onwards. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So Morris Edu, Scott McDonald, Ugo Ehiog. Any more? Alright I'll throw it out there You can help on Twitter At Clyde SSB If you think you've got the knowledge Olivier and Cham Was the match winner The last time Alan, um, Alan Thompson Yes well done So We're looking for Before Olivier and Cham We're looking for the last 10 players To score the winner In 1-0 games Between Celtic and Rangers Rangers and Celtic Guys like Alan Thompson Ugo Egeog Scott McDonald Morris Edu Keep your answers coming At Clyde SSB I'm not for a second Going to tell uh, Hugh and Derek about them But I'd like to see if you can come up with the answers quicker than they can yeah, It's 40% uh, so far I think you probably will But yeah, yeah, you're doing you're doing pretty well, I must say um, Right, let's hear a bit from Craig Levine and Neil Lennon, shall we? Uh, Craig Levine says uh, he's hoping the headlines after the game are all about the football After a string of unsavoury incidents in the last meeting The Hearts boss says the occasion got the better of both teams at Tynecastle But he's hoping for a different story I don't think it'll be in the players' minds um, You know, we, we had a, a chat with the police earlier this week Just about, I think they've just been diligent in, in, in doing their jobs and, and I think we all are looking for the same thing is, is for all the action to be on the field and nowhere else and touch wood that will be the, the case for tomorrow I think the last game as I said earlier was, was about both teams so intent on competing and competing and, and being seen to compete that the, the football stuff kind of went out the window we were just having an all-in wrestling match for 90 minutes and then it was it was tense the last game and uh, the players felt it and uh, I think a team that can play best have got a good chance of winning and, and I don't think either of the teams have played particularly well in, in recent matches so we'll see what happens and I know we've been talking about the injury lists for, for Rangers and Tom Rogic missing for Celtic Hibs are the ones who are really struggling Well, Motherwell mm. as well But we'll get to that Neil Lennon says he doesn't regret Not calling off the derby He goes into it with a depleted squad Three away with Australia And eight more injured Eleven players missing for Hibs But he believes it was right to keep the game on I want to play the game I'm six unbeaten You're damned if you do and damned if you don't You know, so I think um, Sorry for Hibs fans talking in hindsight But we've still got a you know strong enough team To go out there and perform And you know be competitive and win the game if we'd have called the game off, there would have been a, a huge outcry, a lot of disappointment and, you know, unnecessarily so. And you don't know when you'll play the rescheduled fixture. And even then, we could have a lot of injuries by that time as well. So you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. I don't see the point in waiting and putting it back for another few months. And if you call the Hearts game off, then do you call off the Elgin game? Do you call off the Motherwell game if the Australian boys are still in the tournament? So you could be six weeks without a game. So you've all those things to factor into as well. I mean, we've been 
run on fumes in terms of the squad for the past couple of weeks anyway. And um, you know the lads are playing well. You know Celtic and Rangers undefeated. Wouldn't, wouldn't have seen that coming. They're in good spirits and they're due a break. It'll come at the right time. But at the minute we're just focusing on on winning the derby. I like his style. Mm-hmm. Let's go on with it. Yeah. Bear Hibs. They're at home. They've uh, taken three points off Celtic, beating them at Easter Road. They drew with Rangers at Easter Road. They have drawn with Rangers at Ibrox. I like his style, getting about it. And, uh, you know, he clearly feels confident enough in his players, despite the terrible injury list and uh, the the famous Asian Cup. You have to say that there's been a resurgence in hearts as well. I mean, they were, they were off the boil for, you know, four or five weeks or whatever, but they've come back and the one main man that they've missed... And he's he's proven that you know hundred percent is Stevie Naismith. Yeah. He's back there. He rules. He rules the roost on that pitch. Before I forget this, I've got to get this off my chest. Oh. Mark Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> I was secretly hoping that was going to be the one that you couldn't get, but yes, yeah. Mark Wilson is one of the answers for the teaser. Uh, whilst we're talking about the form of these two sides, let's get a guy who'll really know. Kenny the Jambo is on the line. Kenny, as Derek mentioned, back to winning ways against Hamilton. Um, on Wednesday, of course, some really poor results before that. I mean, are you, are you confident going into the derby? Uh, I'm confident it'll be a, a, a tidy game. Uh, I think it'll be a tasty encounter. Uh, genuinely believe that Berra coming back and then Naismith, the addition, I think that's a big a big swing for us. And we have his injuries, so hopefully it'll be a, a nice game. You know what I mean? 20,000, 4,000 Hertz fans. Can't ask for better, really. No, uh, I look forward to it very much, Kenny. Uh, the return of Naismith I think is of paramount importance Because he has the eye for goal He has the pass in him to create a goal uh, So I think he's number one Public enemy number one where uh, where Hibs are concerned Kenny can I, can I ask you and I know that they do it with the old firm obviously Hibs Have, have they given Hearts the whole of that end Or, or have Hibs taken half the stand again? No no Hearts have got the full end 4,000 tickets I think he said yeah, There so. you go uh, Should be a cracker Hugh, you, know, not... you know Derek See, see you, You'll not be, be Experiencing it But I think it's a shame That This carry on With Celtic and Rangers And only a wee crowd You know We could actually Face the possibility The biggest derby In the world uh, Being empty If Celtic go Three or four goals up The rest of them out And it could only be The Celtic fans In the stadium I wouldn't they? You know what I mean I think we should Just get back to Throwing dummies at the pram and say, "Right, you have that end, and let's keep the atmosphere." But, 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 but you know what's happening? Do you know what's happening now, Kenny? And and I think Hearts and Hibs have shown that, and Hearts have done it for a couple of seasons. To be fair to them, they're looking after their own fans. Their own fans want to see the bigger games. They don't want them to to get a ticket for that end, and all of a sudden, when the the old firm appear, they can't get a ticket for their for their own seat. So I think they are looking after their own fans and Rangers and Celtic. Well, certainly Rangers who started it said, "No, it's about time we started looking after our own fans," and that's the reason it's happened. You don't think I'll lose the atmosphere, though, Derek? I'll certainly not lose the atmosphere because it'll be absolutely electric. It might only be one way tomorrow, and you only hear the the, the one set of fans' voices. But I think every team that's playing at home looks to try and get the advantage. And that's exactly what, what Rangers will be hoping tomorrow. A feature of the Edinburgh derbies recently, Hugh, and I'm the same as everyone. I really look forward to them every time they come around. When, yeah. when before I was um, shackled to this desk and had to speak to you lot every uh-huh. day, I used to try and get to them as much as possible. Um, but in terms of, of a football spectacle, I don't, I don't think it's disrespectful to say that they are cagey. They can be scrappy. Certainly the recent ones. Yeah, but uh, Easter Road and the New Tynecastle are 
Tremendously atmospheric grounds And 4,000 Hibs fans Inside Easter Road tomorrow In the evening Floodlights on uh, It'll be a terrific occasion uh, But as I say I like New Lennon's style No need for self-pity No going on about Three guys away to play for Australia No going on about the injury list Let's get the match on Because hearts against Hibs And uh, Kenny you know yourself Hibs have taken on Hearts When Hearts have been depleted in the past And your derby in Edinburgh Can be every bit as unpredictable As ours here in Glasgow I want you to answer this tweet without offending people Because I know the way you feel about these things Canine Psychology is on saying I know it's about the football But another big derby Glasgow are playing Edinburgh in the 1872 Cup And the Warriors need to win The Warriors Glasgow Warriors, yes Oh Yeah the, the look he just gave me, K9. Yeah, He's having none of it. And you know, you know something. You've never ever seen an Edinburgh derby. Oh, in, in all these wonderful. years, never ever seen. I'm going to, I'm going to do that. Well, the last one obviously spilled over and, and wasn't so wonderful. No, but, no. Um, but I, I, I take know, your point. I, I'll say this on a serious note. You know that the caller earlier on, the Celtic fan earlier on, who went to the the, the Ibrox disaster game in 1971 and said he was 12 years old. And he went there and he came home And he hopes that everyone's respectful of those who didn't come home that night That's a wonderful point to make and a great way to make Mm. it I feel slightly embarrassed for Scotland as a country When on the night before the derby in Edinburgh, the derby in Glasgow People are asking for fans to go to the game and not be violent I feel slightly embarrassed for my own country Uh, There are great football clubs, great football matches, great history, tradition Go along please And Give it Laldi As they say in Glasgow uh, What do they say in Edinburgh Kenny? Give it what? Give it all you have <laughs> Get stuck in Get stuck in <laughs> Well give it Laldi Get stuck in Enjoy the match And please Please Be responsible It, it wasn't An Edinburgh derby When you got struck by the handbag Was it? Uh, no, no No I know it was at Tyne Castle I just couldn't uh, remember If it was I, a derby I mean, As I say I've never seen Such a well dressed lady In my life Kenny as you had a, a, a jambo And she dropped her handbag On oh, my it was head magnificent. It was purely accidental And she was the best dressed woman I've ever seen At a football match I do aim to bring that up Half a dozen times a season If possible <laughs> So that's uh, I think that's two or three For this campaign Charlie's in Airdrie Hi Charlie how are you doing, Gordon? Good, thanks. Your thoughts ahead of tomorrow? Are you the type that gets the pre-match nerves the night before? Aye, well, I was texting my mayor saying it's a, it a worthwhile turning up tomorrow. You know what I mean? Oh, very I glass half empty. Uh, but um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm not looking forward to it. Uh, uh, just need to see what happens. But my point is, um, I phoned all the way. I phoned way after that uh, Dundee game. And I turned, maybe remember me, I turned it after the Dundee game and I said, that's the season over. Right, and ever since we played Dundee, we've only had one result against Mahamal. We beat them one nothing. Right, it's been doing hell ever since. And uh, the only players I can give pass marks for in the Rangers team, and I can't give pass marks for Candes against Hibs because it was the did they play as well as usually plays, but obviously Morelis and <coughs> McGregor, the rest of the players are not turning up as far as I'm concerned. They're no doing their shift in the, in the team. Uh, and that's that's the score. And young uh, Morelis, he must be, what about, well, I'm not even going to say it. Uh, he, he must, must want, uh, he's like turning up at your work and there are five people working in the job and he's doing all the work. You know what I mean? So, uh, 
there's just been too much in that young man's shoulders. And then, and then he's getting dug up every so often with all these different players getting fouled and all the rest of it. So I'm not surprised there's been on you know, social media and that um, he's been saying that he's maybe he's wanting to go to England. Uh, he must be fed up with it because he's carrying, he's nearly carrying a full team. Well, I mean, listen, I think every player probably would admit they want to go to England. Yeah, it was yeah. an interview in Colombia. Let, let's not get too hung up on that, Derek. He certainly needs help. But what, what yeah. about yeah, the initial I, point? He certainly needs help, Charlie. And I know where you're coming from. I think the, the players that started off the season so well, they were buzzing, they were, they were looking sharp. The sharpness has gone out now. Whether that's because, and, and I'm not making excuses, whether that's because a lot of the players that Stephen brought in didn't play an awful lot of games last season. A lot of them were out on loan at clubs. A lot of them were at their own clubs but not getting a game. And all of a sudden, so far, they've played 39 games, you know, 12 games in Europe. Whether, whether they're feeling that or not, I don't know, because there's a lot of the players at the one time have lost a bit of form. Yeah, Charlie says they're too reliant on McGregor Morelos. There was a mention for yeah, Candias. Yeah, is, is that fair? Remember, Morelos is there, but Morelos can't do it without the, the balls coming in from the wide positions for him to score. I mean, you look at the, the goals that he scored, it was a great ball in the box and a good header, then a wonderful ball to the near post for the winner at St Johnston. You know, he needs other players to, to, to set the chances up, but he's the only one at this moment in time. It looks as if he can score for Rangers. That's why the rest of the players, the wide men have got to get into the box more. The midfield have got to get in the box, but more so, they've got to take some of their chances. It's just not happened in the last few games. The first caller tonight, Mark, Rangers supporter, said that Rangers will win because they need to win. Since then, every Celtic supporter who's come on has said Celtic will not only win, but win in a canter. And every Rangers supporter who's come on has said, oh, not sure about this at all. It's a strange mindset the night before the game. If, if you are taking it purely and simply on the, the nine callers to the programme so far, you would say that it would be Celtic in a canter. But the punters don't play, the players do. Thanks to Charlie. What about this teaser then? Remember, if you've got a good question, we'd love to have it. So send it to fulltime at Clyde1.com. We'll take a look at it and try and use it as soon as we can. Uh, before Olivier and Cham scored the winner in a 1 0 win for Celtic earlier this season, can you name the last 10 players who did that? So guys like Mark Wilson, Morris Edu, Scott McDonald, Ugo Egeog and Alan Thompson. They all scored winners in 1-0 wins. John Hartson. No. Henrik Larson. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, Stan Petrov. Nope. One, two, three Celtic, two Rangers to go. DJ, any guesses? No. Nakamura. Let's try and get the answers next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. Not long left for Hugh Keevens and Derek Johnson to come up with the answers to tonight's full time teaser. We're looking for, prior to Olivier and Cham, the last 10 players who scored the winners in 1 0 victories between Celtic and Rangers. Rangers. And Celtic Guys like Mark Wilson Morris Edu Scott McDonald Ugo Egeog And Alan Thompson That's what you've got so far um, who, took the, who took the penalties It must be a Sunday Chris Sutton Nope um, You've not got the most recent one You've not got the most recent two actually But particularly The most recent one Is easy And I know I would say that Because I can see the answers But I mean it 1-0 Remember they have met In cup competitions as well Dembele Yes Moussa Dembele 
So you've got one, two, three, four to get. Two Celtic, two Rangers. All from probably the mid yeah, mid two thousands onwards. Any more for any more? DJ, what about the Rangers ones? I'm just trying to think. Lafferty? Nope. Stephen Davis? Yes, Stephen Davis. Okay, one Rangers, two Celtic to go. Uh, let's get back in the phones. Robert's in Newlands. Hi, Robert. Uh, evening, panel. Hope you had a good Christmas. Um, Same to you. I want to make, um, want to make a quick point about the team selection tomorrow. Now, we've got a huge game tomorrow, and it's going to, make, I believe, make or break the season before the January transfer window. And uh, I am really worried about the injury crisis that we have at Rangers. And I think that we need our most experienced team on the park tomorrow. I want all 11 players ready and fired up to go and give it everything because we need everything tomorrow. However, the one thing I'm worried about is the current problem that we have in the left-back position. Now, with Barisic potentially injured and uh, John Flanagan, no disrespect to him, he's a a good player. I don't think he's ready for the game tomorrow. I think we need to bring in Lee Wallace. I think he's. I think he deserves his chance. He is not only a great. Has been a great servant to Rangers. He's been. A, he's a good footballer. He's a good left back. That and I genuinely believe we need to bring him in. Although I do like Halliday, he's having a fantastic season. I would rather him in the midfield rather than uh, in the left back because we need two very strong fullbacks. I trust Tav's going to do a good job tomorrow But with the left back position I think we need to bring in our uh, former captain What do you think? I think think had he played in midweek And I thought he had a better chance of playing in midweek Mm -hmm. Lee Wallace And if he did well Then obviously the the Celtic game coming up He he would have have got He's only natural left back at Waham Because Mm. You know, Flanagan's a right back, although he can play left back as was suggested, and, and Andy's not a, a left back, he's a midfielder. But because he never he never got a game, he never he never even came on as a sub, I think it would be very, very difficult to play Lee Wallace here. I, I like where you're coming from and, and and I agree with you to a certain extent, but he hasn't played enough games mm-hmm. to go in against a very strong Celtic side. Andy Halliday played there and I thought he might have struggled against Hibbs with the pace on that side, but he didn't. I thought he played well, really well at left at left back. Maybe I'm oversimplifying this, Hugh. Derek makes it a good point Andy Haldy's played a lot of football Lee Wallace hasn't If you were to draw up a, a list of, of sort of pros and cons uh-huh. Surely Lee Wallace Still has quite a lot In his favour though One He's a natural left back Andy Halliday isn't Yeah And two um, He's Experienced Yeah he's more, he's more experienced Than Andy Halliday as well yeah. So th- those would be the two In his favour And the ones that are obviously In Halliday's favour Being that he's been playing A lot this season And Lee Wallace hasn't So I mean Which column do you give The most weight to? Uh, I Side with Derek, I'd go towards uh, Halliday because I I do think that Wallace has been out for so long. I, I nothing but respect for him as a player. Yeah. However, um, I'm not sure you can get pitched in to this particular game, which, as Robert the Caller has said, could define the remainder of the season. See, you look at it here, and, and, and I keep looking at the two wide men that Celtic have got, whether it's Sinclair or Forrest, they're lightning. You know, and and I think Andy would would tell you himself he's not the he's not the quickest. But I'll tell you what, he looked pretty sharp in midweek mm. against Hibs. So, at the end of the day, if he gets close enough to Forrest, he's going to have to get close because if you give the ball to Forrest and you give him three or four yards run on you, then you're going to have big big problems. 
Uh, Alright thanks to Robert and Newlands We're going to have to whiz through some of this stuff Because we've got quite a lot um, People telling me that Alan, uh, Alan Sutton That's because I'm reading the tweet from Alan Mackey Chris Sutton did score in a 1-0 game He may well have But we're looking for the last 10 The most recent yeah. 10 After um, or before Olivier and Chama I should say So just because Chris Sutton did it Doesn't mean that he's one of the answers It might be an 11th or 12th Exactly So you've got Dembele Mark Wilson Morris Edu Scott McDonald Stephen Davis Ugo Egeog Alan Thompson did Chris Boyd do it? No. No. Um. Particularly the Stephen Davis one, you're looking for a similar area of the pitch and a similar era as well. That's how I would uh, nudge you in the right direction on that one. Barry Ferguson? No. Keep going. Uh. Derek, midfielders at a similar time. Has also played in one of the other big derbies Which has taken place this weekend Oh, Naismith No oh. You're, That's the right derby though uh. Right, Hibs and Rangers Midfielder, Hibs and Rangers Kevin Thompson Thompson Kevin Thompson There we go Only took you a couple of clues Right you've got two to get Both for Celtic Let's see if we can get them uh, Let's quickly squeeze in Alan and Rutherglen though Hi Alan Hi how you doing panel Merry Christmas Same to you yourself. Alan How are you feeling about tomorrow? Uh, pretty optimistic uh, We Celtic have been performing uh, lately uh, They have been playing very, very well I think Rogers midweek Could have a bit of a gamble With his, uh, with his lineup, Leaving both Edward and Mikey Johnson on the bench um, but I think our problem area right now is left back as proven in the two games against Aberdeen and Hibs mm. I think uh, Candace tomorrow if he's a good starts could have a field day um, against them uh, if Celtic if, if Rangers turn up uh, but my other, my other point was uh, it was to do with the current league positions mm-hmm. a lot of people talk about how the league it looks a lot better this year and is a lot a lot stronger but these not think that Celtic always and always will for the foreseeable set the tone of the league and the only reason it looks so good at the moment is because Celtic haven't performed to their full potential because if you look back in recent years obviously Rangers have finished below Aberdeen um, Aberdeen have just started to clean the table now but like I said Kikzina's record Walbert's record and so Gerard's record to, is all very similar To paraphrase what you were saying then You believe that Celtic st- standards have dropped And they're coming down to meet the rest Rather than the rest coming up to meet Celtic Yeah that's basically what I'm saying But, that, but that's nothing to do with other clubs yeah? I think you're being disrespectful to the Livingstons That have done really well and no, no. They, they, no, He's they, just they, talking about the points total Rangers points total this season yeah, I don't think is much but, but better team, than last teams, season But the gap yeah, is better But teams have played better Against Celtic because they know how they play, and I think that's why they're getting results. I mean, they played Hibs just a couple of weeks ago, and I thought Hibs were terrific against them as well. Yeah. It wasn't if they were unlucky, you know, they played against mm-hmm. the team that was on their their game, and Celtic weren't on their game, so that's that's one of the reasons why they won it. Well, um, you know, again, it's typical of the night before Rangers play Celtic or Celtic play Rangers. You know, Alan's a Celtic fan, but he's uh, afraid that Candice might have a. a Glory day uh, Everybody's going to have a glory day apparently On the night before uh, We'll just see who actually turns up and performs on the day Because it'll be a unique atmosphere With so few Celtic supporters um, As I say, my, my feeling is that's a 
double-sided coin. If Celtic score first, and as Derek has said, if, certainly if they score a second goal, uh, the atmosphere turns against Rangers. Uh, if Rangers score first, with 50,000 people behind them, who knows? The pressure temperamentally is on Celtic then. Thank you to Alan and Rutherglen. We're still looking for two on the teaser. Both Celtic players who've scored in 1-0 victories against Rangers. They have to be the, the, the last 10, if you like, before Olivier and Cham did it recently. I'm just glad I get Mark Wilson. <laughs> um, right, so both Celtic. One was a, a midfielder. If memory serves me right, it was a header, and it was at Celtic oh, Park. Joel Edley. Yes, Joel Edley. I wish I could remember the details of the other goal. I can't. Um, you're certainly talking round about the Gordon Strachan era. Just give us the initials, and we'll just throw it at you. Oh, you'll get it if I give you the initials. I'll just give you his first initial That's all right. I'll give you them both M Z Magic Zerafi Yes Magic ah, we go. one, Well done We got there in the end Thank you Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson For joining me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard You guessed it We will be back tomorrow For a six hour Football bonanza A six hour special From noon The big game In Glasgow Kicking off at half twelve And then some brilliant Derbies all around The country thereafter So make sure You do join us And in the meantime Stay where you are Because GBX Fridays Are up next One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com.